Thank you for listening to the Convergence House of Prayer podcast. Please enjoy this message by Pastor Greg Seamus. I just want to keep the team up here so you guys can't find a seat. Yeah, stay up there. What I'd like for us to do uh, is find our chairs. We're going to receive an offering. We're not going to do announcements and all that. We're just going to receive it. I'm going to talk to you, and then we're going to go back into worship, okay? Is that cool? I hope it is, because that's what we're going to do. So I know this is kind of a spontaneous move, a little bit different, but that's what we do. We just want to follow the leading of the Holy Spirit, right? So here's the declaration. Jesus is Lord over everything, right? Over my family, over my finances, he's Lord. So we're going to receive our offering. I'm going to pray. It's our tithe and offering. So prepare real quick. This is really an act of worship. This is not separating. Now that we had worship and then we compartmentalized, now we take the tithe and offering. It's all worship. It's all worship. I need an amen. It's all worship to the Lord. Yeah. So Father... Your heart's desire is to throw open the windows of heaven for your kids. Your heart's desire is never to be stingy, but always to be generous. And we know, Lord, that the measure, we actually determine our own measure by what we give. So, Lord, If I just take a little teaspoon and that's what I give, that's what I get back. If I take a wheelbarrow and that's what I give, that's what I receive back. Because we cast our bread on the water and it will return to us. So, Lord, we just thank you for that. We thank you, Lord, for the generosity. Lord, we give to the Lord. We don't give to convergence. We give to the Lord. And so we do so with gratefulness, with joy, in the name of Jesus. And everybody said amen. 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 These amazing guys, if you guys could just pass those. If you want to use push pay, you know, you guys, we're all. Well, that's going around. Uh, Let me just share a few things. And... um, and then I think I, I, I think I have some direction on where we want to end up this morning because it's, it's already 12.06. And uh, it's already 12.06. I'll just say that. Uh, <clears throat> Wendy and I uh, felt, we felt when we went to the, um, the Philippines, uh, we went 
four times over the last year, and we just we preached ecclesia. But one of the things that we discovered was that there were so many people that um, the Lord was using Whedon uh, to bring a a team on uh, from New Zealand, and their focus was the revelation of the of the heart of the Father. I, I, it's called fatherheartministries.net if you want to check it out. And I could see how uh, it was revolutionizing these pastors and these leaders, business leaders, pastors. And I felt like there was something on that. So when we came back from the Philippines, 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 Philistines, uh, uh, we just flew in from Anaheim this morning. So this is the reason why I'm a little... Uh, might be a little whatever. Anyway, when we came back from the Philippines, um, I went and I just got on my, on my computer and I checked out fathersheartministries.net because I wanted to find out. And I did find out that these guys, the Lord used uh, way back in Toronto, in the Toronto days. Which if you're familiar, how many people are familiar with Toronto? You're familiar with the, the uh, revival in Toronto. And we found out that uh, these guys were instrumental in the training and just the impartation of the, of the Father's heart in Toronto. And you know that John Arnott wrote a book called The Father's Blessing because he didn't want to call it the Toronto Blessing. He wanted to call it the Father's Blessing. And so we knew that in 1994... Um, Bill and Benny Johnson went to Toronto. God ruined them in Toronto. And when we, and when he and I were talking to them about Toronto, he he said, "You guys need to go to just you just need to go to Toronto." It's really it's probably all he said. It's just like it's life changing. And we know that the presence of the Lord is life changing. And I'm willing to take a risk on a Sunday morning, and I'm willing to step into extending our worship time because it's not about me. It's not about, it's not even about you. Well, it is about you in the sense of the father's affection is towards you. Right. And so, but really the, the substance of what we need is found in the presence. It's found in the encounter. It's found in the encounter. We don't quite know that yet. Some of us know it more than others, but we're so locked into a, a, uh, a scheduled flow that if there's a long, if we spend a lot of time in worship, some of us don't know what to do with that. So we'll stand and be faithful and we'll, we'll, we'll sing and we'll worship, but it's a little, uh, it's a little uncomfortable uh, for some of us. For others in the room, it's like, it's about time. Let's, you know, like, I've been praying for this for, okay, so, like, this is the swing that we have, you know? We have, and so you want to try and pastor it, um, but you, the more, the older I get, the more I recognize is that it really is about the presence of the Lord. And um, so that's kind of what happened in Toronto, is just like this, this thing the presence of the Lord came and changed. It's still happening. It's still going. And, and to be honest with you, I don't know why I said that, but like everything else wasn't. 
that had a, a serious impact uh, our family up at Bethel, where it was the, it was the royalty message that kind of came out of that. Uh, Bethel kind of on the royalty, which is all about sons and daughters and that you're powerful uh, in the Lord. And there's this connection between um, the reality of, of the presence and the Father and the love of the Father. So we saw this in the Philippines, and I felt like, I'm going to check these guys out. And so this, these guys were kind of like the Lord used them as the, I would call them like the headwaters of bringing the revelation of the Father heart of God. And, uh, and actually they were in the Philippines having schools. Uh, they call them A school and B school as well. So anyway, we found, I found out that they were going to be in Southern California and they were going to do a conference called the, Re- the Revelation of the Father Heart of God Conference, something like that. So I told Wendy, I think, I think we should go to this. I really feel like, you know, you ever been drawn to something? You just feel like you should be there. You don't know why, really, except that I think I need something there. And so we went, and uh, we just came back. So we went Thursday, Friday, uh, Saturday, and we just flew in this morning. And you, the Lord sometimes he'll do is he'll throw, he'll just give you a little seed, but you know it's, uh, you know it's right. You know it's like this is from the Lord. And it is impacting your spirit in such a way that your mind really can't catch up. It's trying to catch up, but it's, it's not quite there yet because you're receiving by revelation. And one of the things that I think the big, one of the biggest focus of that, of that meeting, and you're going to hear more from me in the future, I'm sure, because it's impacting me. And I'm asking the Lord to, to work that out in me. One of the biggest things that I think I struggle with is because I'm a, I'm an acts of service person. Does anyone know the five languages of love? Yeah, woo. Okay. Five languages of love. Okay. I won't even go into love. Five languages. Um, one of them is acts of service. I'm an acts of service person. And that kind of love is like, don't tell me you love me. Show me like it's doing things. And um, Wendy has a different love language and my kids and Hannah's is, uh, Hannah's is gifts. So Hannah is expensive. <laughs> Unless it's changed, I don't know. So, um, of course, my daughter Lydia's quality time. Jordan is encouraging words. So you can't encourage him enough, you know. Um, is that true, son? True. All right. True. Great job, by the way, today, guys. Great job. So one of the things I, the Lord just spoke to me about is that um, there's a phrase that I I read somewhere, uh, I think in a book I bought when I was at the conference, and I can't remember the phrase right now, but it was something like this is that um, it's, it, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to butcher the phrase, so don't think I'm, I'm being sacrilegious right now. <clears throat> um, there's nothing that you can do to make your Christianity 
um, that you can, uh, I don't want to say work out, but perform. There's nothing that you can do in and of yourself that can make, uh, make you work out your own salvation. That makes sense? Because it does say work out your salvation with fear and trembling. But, but it, it's more than that. It's, it's around um, basing, um, basing your walk with the Lord on performance and works and not just receiving the grace to live the Christian life out. You know, Jesus said this. I know I just butchered that. That's not the right phrase. But anyway, I'll move on. Jesus said this. He says, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. And we usually stop and say amen at that point. But no one comes to the Father but through. Then what's the destination? The destination is the Father. Jesus is the mediator. But the destination is the Father. Ultimately, theologically, we know that Father, Son, and Holy Spirit are three persons in one. We all know it's, it's, it's God, it's Yahweh, but, but Jesus was the one who came and was a perfect representation of who? Of the Father. And so I think for, for a number of years, I, I've understood in the Godhead, I've understood Jesus... I've understood the Holy Spirit, but I haven't quite understood the Father. And I'm just being transparent. Though theologically, I know who the Father is. Theologically, and the Word I know, I know up here, but, and I've had encounters with the Lord, but it wasn't until this weekend where it it, it began to kind of unlock for me a little bit that every good, perfect gift comes from the Father of lights, right? That he is a perfect father who just wants to, he wants to continue to give you good things. And any striving, any, any reach that I have, let's just say from the ground up, is really religion. It's really, Christianity is all about responding to the Lord. It's being filled up by God. It's responding. It's, it's, it's doing, but it's doing in response, not doing in so much as to uh, please God. The cross pleased God. So you don't have to strive so hard to please God, just receive. Does that make sense? So I'm learning that in the I'm learning in the short six hours since last night and then on the plane coming here is that this walk with the Lord is all about resting and receiving. See, I don't I don't I don't have to work for God. The work's already been completed. See, I don't have to perform for God because the work's already been completed. You know, in our culture, we have a large Asian population where they are taught to perform. 
And really, it's all about not performing. It's all about resting and receiving. Jesus only did what he saw his father do. Jesus lived in response. The Christian life is a life led in response to the outpouring of the Father in our hearts. But there's a side of me that wants to to do because there's so much work to be done, but sometimes I can fall into a trap of doing to please God. You don't have to do anything to please God. You just receive his love. He sees your weakness. He sees your brokenness. He sees your secret sin. He sees, he sees all of that. And Jesus paid the price for it. And all you have to do is come before him and say, Lord, I'm broken. I'm weak. I struggle in these areas. And you ask him to pour his love into your heart in such a way that those desires are really purged out of you, not out of self-effort, but by the grace and the love of God. Does that make sense? As, as task-oriented as the Old Testament was, the New Testament is completely other than. You see, you didn't earn your salvation. I'll just throw this, I'll throw this out to you and you guys can think about this everything is a gift everything your salvation is a what it's a gift of salvation everything is a gift everything comes from heaven we don't deserve it we can't earn it we just receive it religion is all about striving I got to do better. I got to be more disciplined. It's strive, it's strive, it's work, it's strive. That's why there's so much burnout in the body of Christ. Because we've we've almost made Christianity a religion instead of a life-giving relationship. Now we'll say relationship, but if we have such a hard time with believers in the word and in prayer, that means we are striving and we're not receiving. Prayer and the reading of the word and all that is not something we have to do in order to be saved. Oh, come on now. That's something we do because we are Saved. And so I can get I can get so caught up in like, okay, here's my calendar from five to six, from five to seven, and if I'm not in the morning, not at night, this is my okay, I understand blocking time out, but I have to be super careful that I don't do this for God to like me more or for God to love me more or for me to be a a good Christian, for me to be a pastor, 
for me to run a church, which is, you know, how I feel about that. Whatever that is, that's, that's a trap where it moves us in from grace to religion, from, from, from perform, performing to gain something to just receiving. Does that make sense? And so when we come into the presence, we declare his greatness. We talked about that, right? Thanksgiving and praise. And we just enter into the place of worship and receiving. And I just want you, I just feel like the Lord is saying to you, to all of us, really, I'm probably preaching this more to me than anything. Would you just, there's a place of rest in God continually. Does that make sense? I'm asking for a response, so... The more we're connected with heaven, the less worry we'll feel. The more we're connected to the love of God, the less anxious we become. And the more confident in God we become. The more we're connecting with our Father in heaven, the less we feel we have to perform or to do in order to find favor with God. You already have favor. It's not based on your own merit. It's based on the grace of God. It's the atoning work of Jesus that covers our sin. Can we say amen to that? Like, the Lord really thought through this. Like, he really did. And my, I think my growing conviction is that we have to find this place where we can just rest and encounter the love of God, the Father's love, in such a way it transforms us. Christianity is not something from the outside in, it's from the inside out. Does that make sense? I, the amens are really low and I... Did you earn your salvation? No. And you can't earn your sanctification either. It's all done by the grace of God. <clears throat> when I got saved at the age of 16, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't too bad by the world's standards. Like I, the Lord was preserving me on, on some things that I was ready to dip into but when I received the Lord I didn't I didn't get the the do's and don'ts list thrown at me given to me I just received the Lord I didn't know any I just knew I wanted the Lord does that make sense to anybody and there was a transformation that took place from the inside out and somewhere along the line, we pick up something where we think that it's going to be from the outside in, that we have to do all these things in order to maintain our salvation. I'm under the conviction that if I spend quality time with the Lord, like just spend time in his presence, sanctification becomes easy. 
<laughs> it's in your Bible, I promise. Just read Galatians. Read Ephesians. It's all there. Jesus was the perfect image of the Father. He lived in communion with the Father, and he never sinned. That encourages me. So my heart, I think my heart for, for us this morning, this afternoon now, is you don't have to perform to be saved. Now, I know that you understand what I'm, I'm hopefully you understand that. I understand that we, there's good works, but there are good works out of response to a loving father. The good works isn't there to, to prove and to earn my salvation. It's in response to his love. I don't work for, I, I don't do things in our marriage because, like, I have to. There are some things I suppose. There's. But it's in response to my love for my wife. It's in response for our love for our children. It's in response to our love for our grandchildren. We do things because we love. That's what it's all about. God is meant to be experienced. You cannot not experience love. You might be able to define it, but you have to experience love in order for you to really know what it is. It is. That's why God can't be intellectualized. You'll just dry up. God needs to be experienced because he is love. When the word says God is love, it doesn't mean God knows about God. He's the very essence of it. He is love. And he wants to experience, he wants to bring you into an experience and he wants to experience his created sons and daughters. He wants to do life with you. So that's more than reading a book. That's more than, you know, getting your audible, reading 50 books a year about God. Because we know that the Pharisees and Sadducees missed him, and they knew all about him. They missed him. So I value study. I value the the word, I think the word is life. I think we encounter God in his word. That's where I continually encounter God is in, his, in the word. But I just want to encourage you. God has designed you to love him. You're designed to love God. All humanity is designed to love God. 
And when we don't love God and experience the love of God, then we look for love in all the wrong places. Trying to fill the void. Trying to, trying to put something in the hole that's in our heart. Addictions, pornography, other relationships. We slide into all kinds of things because it's only a place in you that is destined for the Lord. So I want to encourage us. We spent time in worship, extra time in worship today because I really felt like we need to experience the Lord. I mean, yeah. Wow. If we've reduced worship to 20-minute song service, wow, we've really missed it. Then you'll be bored in heaven, man. You'll just be bored. You'll look at your... I don't know what... There's no time in heaven, but you... What happens in worship? Presence. Revelation. Your spirit explodes and your response is worship. Anyway, he's a loving father. He has great gifts for you. And I think that we just need to finish today just worshiping the Lord. I'm going to ask you if that's okay, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> Ultimately, what humanity is looking for is a reconnection with their Heavenly Father. That's what they're looking for. And I could tell you, especially with men, I don't want to sing this out, but there's, there's always, there's something in our past that, you know, when you do heart sync and you do a lot of these things, they always, they talk about a father wound. And the Lord is using these ministries, whether it's heart sync or whether it's father heart ministries or whatever, to reconnect us back to our heavenly father by forgiving our earthly fathers, right? That's what they're looking for. Humanity's looking for a reconnection with a loving Father who just wants to get good gifts. Wow. So let's just go for it. Let's just, I feel like we should go to that one song. I don't know, something about a sloppy wet kiss or something. I don't know what he has. I don't know what you have lined up. He's probably going to change it right now. I just, you had something? Okay, we're just going to go with what you have because. Oh, see, let's let him do it. Let's all stand. I will lean back and know that he is good with a love like no other.
So, Lord, I just pray for my brothers and sisters. I pray for anyone here that's, you're just bankrupt spiritually. I pray, Lord, for people who are, without really even knowing it, performing and really burned out. I just want you, Lord, to come and just saturate their hearts with your love. And we just simply say, I give up. <laughs> I give up. I give up trying to live the Christian life apart from a deep connection with the very source who gives me life. I just want you to receive that. I just pray for there be a restoration in the heart right now. I just pray for a divine impartation that only the Father in heaven can bring and give. And so we, we just say, Lord, take over. Take over all the things that I'm doing, maybe even striving and working hard. We just, we just give up and give it all to you, Lord. 
Yeah, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Well, that was fun. That was totally fun. We hope you enjoyed this message. For more messages like this, please subscribe and thank you for listening.